his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Attention terrorists. Hold on. Here's Terra's Daily Rant. It's got the whole country. <laughs> Just, I mean... In his grip, everybody is watching the Alec Murdaugh trial. Here to talk to us about it is local attorney Rob Inario. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tara. Okay, so um, any observations for us from yesterday, what we can expect for today? Oh, I think we're going to have more of the same. Uh, Dick Harputlian has been doing a fantastic job of cross-examination poking a lot of holes in the quality of the investigation. Um, so far, he's coming out the gates the strongest, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I got to say yesterday, he... <laughs> All right. I'm not a lawyer. You are. My impression, correct me if I'm wrong, was that he absolutely tore apart the sled witness. I mean, to the point that the state law enforcement, to the point that it at least was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for her. I mean, you've got... Um, law enforcement officers just walking through the crime scene, tracking blood everywhere. You've got blood um, near the, the the dead wife um, on the you know on the vehicle. That's they just didn't bother to test. They didn't bother to test the pool of water around the sun. Um, I mean, just you're just I, I don't know. I've covered court for years. I, I I've never seen anything like this. Um, can you? And Harputlian, I mean, you knew he was going to take the ball and run it up the field with that, and he did. Absolutely, he did. Um, and I, I do feel for, for the sled investigator. I know she was doing the best that she could in sure. a confusing situation. But as attorneys, um, you know, we attack the investigation, and now he's opened up the door to a two-shooter possibility um, or a two-gunman possibility, I should say, or somebody else as the shooter. Um, what I think is going to be really interesting is seeing how the cell phone evidence unfolds. Because in the discovery process, we as attorneys, we get a lot of the raw data. And sometimes we get the analysis. But very rarely will the prosecution connect all of the dots for us to go through and fight. That's the ace up their sleeve. So I'm curious to see how Alex or Dick is going to reconcile Alex's statement that he was napping and then went to go see his father and didn't – wasn't around Jamie or I wasn't around Maggie or um, Paul and well there's a Snapchat video that sure seems to indicate he was around them and some other little things with the case Um, Maggie has some text messages supposedly that indicate she was going to Moselle in order to see her father-in-law so 
if that's the truth and that's in the text messages, why didn't Alex take her to go see his father instead of going to go see his mother by himself? So there's still a whole heck of a lot to come out that I think is going to be difficult for Dick to overcome based upon what we know now. And, you know, just reading the whole thing, I'm, I felt like going into the trial, I had a pretty good idea of what happened. And now I'm kind of, I mean, I have more questions now after a couple of days than before. Here's the um, really disturbing part of the transcript to me. Um, just going back to the state, you've got this um, sled investigator. She's on the, you know, she's on the stand. Dick Harputley and the defense attorney asks, there was a bloody footprint near his that turned out to be law enforcement in the feed room. Ask Harputlian. Yes, she says. She agrees. The sled investigator. Is that preservation of the scene to your standards? Not exactly, she replied. Okay. No prosecutor ever wants to hear this in a courtroom. No. No. Defense attorneys love to hear that, though. Yeah. And then he asks her, uh, should police have been walking through the scene? Excuse me. And she says, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know what other evidence they might have destroyed? No, that's right. You don't, said Harputley. And so, bam, right there. Um, but you're right. Um, he's got a lot of other things to overcome. Anything we should be looking for today, Robin Ario? Um, today, I think they're going to get more into um, the sled examiner that was on the stand yesterday who entered in um, or um, testified as to the foundation for all of the other firearms that were admitted. I think the prosecution's theme of yesterday was that the Murdochs had ready access to a number of firearms, including those used in this crime. I think Dick's argument is going to be, you know, a number of people could have had access to the firearms just because, let's say that the gun did come from the Murdoch household. Who's to say it wasn't the gun that Paul had stolen a couple of years earlier? Or who's to say somebody didn't go in the house and grab one while Alex was napping? And Dick's going to come up with a whole bunch of possible theories that they can't exclude as for how somebody may have gotten a firearm that was a Murdoch firearm or Murdoch ammunition. And we're probably also going to hear about the commonality of that particular brand of ammunition that they were using. Do you think it's enough? I mean, you you talked about there's stuff that Dick Harpoolian's not going to be able, the defense attorney, to explain either. Do you think that's enough? How does this sound to you? Um, you know, there's always, with, with a juror, a juror can latch on to that one detail yep. that creates the reasonable doubt. So right now the timeline is a big issue. Um, there's been another stink made in the pretrial motions about the shirt and the spatter analysis that was done. Um, I think that's going to end up being a double-edged sword because they um, now no longer have the shirt. They will probably not be entering it into evidence. And Alex told the sled investigator that he had touched Paul, checked him for a pulse, yet there was no sign or blood or anything. So I think if Alex did indeed do it, he went from being too dirty um, to be anybody but the killer to being too clean to be anybody but the killer. I know. that that guy, I mean, I was confused by that. Um, on the other hand, though, you have Dick Harpoolian. I mean, to me, it's devastating when your own blood spatter expert files a preliminary report saying, nah, not blood spatter from a shooting. Nah, it wasn't. And then does a complete 180 in the final report. Actually, now that I think about it, it was blood spatter. And the shirt is destroyed, so the defense can't test it. Mm-hmm. What, what do you well, think the jury's going to make of that? Um, I don't know if the jury's going to hear about that 
in the courtroom. Judge Newman uh, took the ruling under advisement and said he would revisit it. And it's going to be up to the prosecution to decide whether or not they wish to enter that. And if they do, they open up the door to all the discrediting. Now, with that said, um, Dick Harputlian is both a lawyer and a politician, and he knows how to appease the people. And that's, I think, why he filed some of the motions that he did, knowing that the motion over the blood spatter would generate publicity. It would be out there, and he sort of seeded the jury pool before they were ever drawn. Hmm. So, um, rest of the week, Robin Ario, what should we look for? Um, my, my hunch is that they're going to spend the next couple of days entering in a bunch of, bunch more evidence. The ones that I really want to see are the cell phone data. Yeah. And supposedly cousin Eddie is going to be testifying and his attorney has said that it's going to be relevant and it's going to be shocking. Hmm. Um, I don't know what content his testimony will have and how much credibility he will have but he has the potential to blow this case out of the water for either side so we don't know yet is do you know if he's pro alec murdoch or against him or we don't know yet my understanding is that he is going to be testifying against alec okay It'll be, it'll be fun to watch. We have to remember they say this trial is going to be three weeks, and we're getting on to day five. Yeah. We saw maybe a third of the way through it. The testimony I can't wait to hear, I don't know about you, Rob, is um, Buster Murdoch. Yes. Um, the son, the, the living son. Um, I think he's probably going to be testifying on behalf of his father, but it'll be curious to hear the state of the household. Um Yesterday, it came to light that Alex said he and Maggie were getting along fantastically and never had any issues, but we've also heard they've been living separate for a number of months. She was at the Edisto house. He was at Moselle, and it sounds like there was a separation. Um, the thing that America would love is if Alex took the stand, and then he is subject to cross-examination by the attorney general's office, and we're going to see a a lot of interesting things because he's not a typical defendant. He's a lawyer. He understands how the jury works. He understands how to appeal to a jury. And any good lawyer has a little bit of a theatrical actor in him. You know, we have the hellfire and brimstone closing arguments, the you can't handle the truth type of things. And Alex knows how to work that jury. So if he takes the stand, I think it's going to be beneficial but he's going to be taking the great risk of cross-examination and inconsistency is the death knell of credibility he's got some inconsistencies in his statements that he's going to have to reconcile and i think dick can cast a reasonable doubt but alex is the only one that can explain those things away i'm no legal expert but if i were alec murdoch i wouldn't go anywhere near that stand that's just me i'd just let Dick Harputlian try to create as much confusion as possible. Would If you were the lawyer here um, for Alec Murdoch, what would you tell him about testifying? Um, that, that is a tough call. When we do criminal defense, it's just like a sport. We're reactionary. We react to what the offense is doing. Many times I've gone into a trial with a game plan. You know, For example, on the roadside, the police officer is a real jerk. And I'm going to work with that. Going into trial, I'm going to show that he's a jerk. I'm going to make it seem like he rushed to a conclusion. And then this officer happens to testify as Sheriff Taylor from Mayberry. He's just good for the people, totally different demeanor. Um, and we have to modify our plan accordingly. So I think that they have Alex prepared to testify. They're going to wait and see what happens and how Dick's cross-examination of all the witnesses goes. 
But at some point, they're going to have to reconcile the inconsistencies in Alex's statement, either through casting discrepancies upon the cell phone data and his timeline in showing that the forensics is more of an educated guess than exact science, or they're going to have to put Alex up. And I understand you said you would never testify. You're not an egomaniac. <laughs> this is a guy that is very, very confident in himself. Humility is something that I don't think he knows. Humble is not a word in his vocabulary. So I think he's going to be confident enough to go on the stand and do it. Uh, hopefully he's smart enough to let Dick make that decision based upon how the cross-examination and the rest of the defense's case goes. We'll see, uh, Robin Ario. I hope you'll be back um, to break down some more of what happens this week. Robin Ario, local Defense attorney, if you need a defense attorney, Rob, is available. Thanks for joining us this morning. You're welcome, Tara. Thanks. Terrorists want it. Hear the Tara Show weekday mornings on 106.3 WORD and the Odyssey app.